Welcome to Faith Through the Fire with your hosts, Tracy Walters, Lawrence Seeley, and Stephen Drawball. Today on this episode, we're going to discuss marriage with Larry and Linda, who ha- will be married 58 years this June. So we're going to dis- just discuss how they met and how she puts up with them after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves, Larry and Linda. <laughs> well, I'm Larry Morgan. I'm a lifelong resident of Anderson County. I've uh, known Linda for, we've been married almost 58 years, I guess about 59 years. Uh, I was raised in the church, uh, so I've always been a Christian. Uh, I was baptized at uh, 10. I realized uh a little bit later that I wasn't uh, didn't exactly know what I was doing, so I was baptized again at 23 and made it a lifelong commitment uh, to be a slave to righteousness uh, as much as I possibly could. And that was all made possible by my lovely bride here. So now I'll let her introduce herself. I'm Linda Morgan, and I met Larry at school. <laughs> <laughs> High school. The way the school system was, I went the first eight years at one school, the last four years at another school. And that's where I met Larry. And I have also lived in Anderson County all of my life. And I was raised in the Baptist church. And after I met Larry and then after we married, started going to church with him, I obeyed the gospel seven years later. Amen. That's great. That, um, so we wanted to kind of just kind of go through your your life as far as marriage and stuff because there's a lot of things that go on with marriage as far as you might have struggles or you have uh, great times, down times, whatever it might be. And I uh, just wanted to start it off uh, just with early years. You know, you, you discussed a little bit about how you all met, but, you know, as far as, you know, the meeting process and then eventual marriage and then you t- touched on you becoming a Christian, but just some of those early years, um, if you'll discuss that a little bit. Okay. We both were 17 when we married, and we were so young that our parents had to sign for us in order to get a marriage license. But uh, the reason we married so young is because we were in love. I knew exactly uh, what I wanted. And we didn't have much time to spend uh, together because uh, I worked full-time at night, my senior year of uh, high school at Kraft Foods uh, in Lawrenceburg as a cheesemaker. And I only got a weekend every six weeks because of the rotating schedule. So um, God willing, uh, we graduated uh, high school on a Friday night and the following Saturday we married. I had the means to support ourselves. We bought our furniture and we went to housekeeping. And uh, so now I've... uh, I've never had any regrets, uh, other than I don't know why we waited so long uh, to get married. <laughs> to get married. <laughs> but uh, we we've had our ups and downs. There's no question about it. Uh, if any if any man or woman will tell you that they've never had any difficulties in their marriage, they'll lie to you about other things uh, also. Yeah. Uh, but the the wonderful part about it uh, is the the downs were uh, minor. There never were serious problems, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into some other things a little bit later on. But when we married, uh, divorce—you just didn't think about that. That was a shame and a failure. There's never a point in time in our marriage where uh, divorce was ever uh, a thought or an option. Uh, and uh, I'll just tell you that someone asked me not long ago, you know, how do you be married 57 or 58 years? Uh, and how do you stay married like that? I said, well, it's, it's simple. I said, in all those years, never, ever was there one time that we went to bed mad at each other. Now, we stayed up all night. We didn't go to bed. <laughs> we stayed up fighting and squabbling all night sometimes. But we never went to bed uh, mad at each other. And uh, I'll just close by saying that uh, God put her in my life. She's the calm to my storm. I may not be as nice as I appear to be. <laughs> Uh, I can be intense, uh, but she can uh, pull uh, tug at my coattail, uh, and that's the key for me, you know, to settle it down. Uh, she's one of the nicest, humblest, 
uh, people that you can never be around. Uh, I'm suspect. I've dealt with people all my life, and I'm suspect of people who appear to be too nice because normally uh, that's fake. They aren't. Uh, she is as uh, patient, humble, and uh, loving a person uh, as she appears to be. And I can tell you how you can always determine what kind of person you are. If children like you, uh, you're a good person. You, you can't fool a child. <laughs> and you <laughs> see the true. children here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they flock to Nanny. All the kids love Nanny. They love Nanny. So... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we went to we went to high school uh, together. Uh, you know, I you won't believe this, but I was shy, introverted, insecure, uh, didn't couldn't hardly raise my head to look at anybody. And uh, it was it was her that made the first move uh, when we were seniors <laughs> in high school, and I'm sure I'm happy that uh, she did. So, so uh, how long did you guys date? Before you actually got married, I don't know. It's less than a year, uh, months, uh, simply because uh, I wasn't available. I mean, I was I worked at night, but uh, I knew what I wanted, and I think she did too. So, uh, we so, dated. You, so you say that. What What were the things that you wanted? Like there, you know, as when you're looking for a spouse, a lot of times in your or you should at least in your mind have like. These are kind of non-negotiables for me that I'm looking for. What were those? I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> she just wanted me. <laughs> now, uh, at that time, at 17 years old, I don't, that really never entered uh, the mind, I don't think, of uh, what was non-negotiable because I always felt, you know, you were to marry the one you loved and love the one you marry. Mm -hmm. And I loved her dearly. Uh, we didn't have a time to spend a lot of time together. We had to had the means uh, to support ourselves. And, uh, I mean, you just didn't think about divorce. I knew it was going to work. And, and then God, God was at the forefront. Uh, I mean, she was a godly woman, girl at that time. Mm -hmm. But I was raised in the church, uh, and God was always uh, uh, first and foremost. So, uh, And then she uh, was teachable. So uh, it all just worked just by the providence of God. I like what you said. Or how'd you say it? You marry the one you love, but marry you love the one you, the one you, love you marry. Love the one you marry. Marry. That's and I, I like how you reversed it because I think that's the problem today is you know this whole notion of I fell out of love or I felt like it like it hits you over the head and then and uh, not to try to take the feeling away because I think if you do love the one you marry, which is an action, which is the highest form of love, the agape love. You're making sacrifices and and serving the other person, then the feelings should get stronger if, if you're doing that. That's right. So you know, a lot of people I think think, well, that's just you're you're just going through the motions. Well, you're going through God's motions, and and He's going to bless you. You know, you guys, I'm sure, have been through some stuff together that has made it stronger after you get through it, right? No, so, no question. No, about no that. question. And so so many people today go through one thing that don't feel right. I've said it on the podcast. They're probably tired of hearing me say it. Yes. Faith is not <laughs> Lord, is, faith is not tied to your feelings. It's tied to your feet. That's right. I keep going. And, right. and, and, that'll, and I think marriage is the same. Feelings can go and up and down. Right. You, keep, you keep trucking. So good, good point. So because you all got married so young, they always say the first year is the hardest year. Would you agree with that? Or I know our, I feel like having a child was really hard for us just adjusting to that. Like the first year felt really easy. I don't know. I don't know if you will. I'll let her answer that because <laughs> actually none of the years have been hard as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's a good answer. <laughs> no, it wasn't a bad, a bad time or a hard time. It was a good time. Good time. Well, that's good. That is good. What I was curious about, um, and, and Lauren brought up a good point with, you know, you're going to, I think there, there's times, and we'll get into it a little bit later, you're going you're gonna to struggle through certain aspects. And, and some people will say, well, first year is really hard or second year or whatever it might be. But I think it kind of like what Tracy was getting to was there's going to kind of be some waves in, in, in it. You're going to... Hit times where it's difficult, you're going to hit times that it's a little bit easier. But ultimately, if your focus is on God, it doesn't matter 
what that is. Um, I've always looked at it as you never let your highs get too high. You never let your lows get too low. Um, if you're doing that, then you're relatively you're content. You're happy with what's going on in life. And um, I think kind of you all spoke spoke to that. You know, it's there's going to be times, but at the end of the day, the focus is on God. That's right, and I think that is key, and it's certainly, uh, in my view, is key in our marriage. Uh, is uh, God was uh, at the center. I mean, we always didn't uh, keep Him where He should be and worshiping and serving. Uh, but uh, he was always there, and by his grace, uh, as I said, there uh, obviously there's ups and downs, and there's fights and uh, squabbles and whatever. But uh, I think we both entered into marriage with the thought uh, that divorce—it uh, just wasn't an option. I mean, forgiveness uh, certainly uh, is better than divorce. You know, God hates divorce. I knew that. I, I knew enough from my upbringing uh, that uh, anytime there was a disagreement or whatever, you know, I mean, uh, you just slugged it out. And uh, she taught me a lot. She really did in marriage uh, from the standpoint. Uh, I'm a I'm a fighter. I was bullied uh, some in uh, elementary and high school, and I got tired of that. I got it was. Uh, better to be hurt physically than emotionally and so I, I broke the bullying up um, by I faced my bullies and that turned me from an introvert uh, and uh, someone uh, who was uh, shy and whatever to uh, to someone who was maybe too intense I didn't become a bully myself but uh, I didn't I never saw a fight I was willing to work walk away from from that point in time and that's why she was the calm uh, to my storm but my point is, I don't mind to fight. Uh, I'm, I'm an in-your-face type guy. You want to fight? Uh, let's get in your face and let's let's uh, let's shout it out. And when it's over, it's over. I don't even remember two minutes after it's over. You know what was even, the fight was even about? Uh-huh. She taught me that, that women are not so emotionally much different. Uh, where I, I like to fight, slug it out. If I win, fine. If I don't, I, I'm. It's over with anyway. But women are more fragile emotionally and are hurt more deeply. And uh, I've hurt her a lot, uh, I know, all through the, the years. And it took uh, took forever for me to understand that point. But just like of a morning, you know, when I would uh, want to go to work, uh, I'd get up and I, I'd maybe be late or something, and I was short and, you know, uh, whatever. And uh, by the time I got in the car and hit the Bluegrass Parkway, I done forgot about you know what I was even mad about, but she was hurt all day long, and uh, so uh, that's why I say she's the calm to my storm. And uh, God placed her in my life. I know by providence, because uh, uh, I don't think I could have found another woman that would uh, put up with me. <laughs> I would. I went from I went from being uh, an introvert uh, to uh, an intense, aggressive person. Mm-hmm. Side note: I think it it shocks me that you used to be introverted, and because he's just so funny and talks so much, I just that just blows my mind that you were introverted. <laughs> she, she brought it out. <clears throat> I think the every time you say uh, she's the quiet to your storm, it kind of it takes me back to like you know when we're leaving the house when you have little kids, you're like. All right, now when we get there, you guys need to be quiet, need to be respectful. And I'm just envisioning Linda doing that to you <laughs> when you're walking. When you're walking. Now, Larry, yeah, now keep it together. No. Our Sundays, or my Sundays, started with getting up and fixing a big meal, leaving it on cooking, and then seeing to it that the children were ready. And all of a sudden, I heard this loud noise. <laughs> And I kept hearing this loud noise, and of course it was the horn. (laughs) And that's the way our Sunday morning started. (laughs) So sometimes it was distress in it all. And that is the truth. (laughs) But no, that was my Sunday morning, was getting up and getting dinner on. And when I say dinner, it was... Meat, bread, it was everything. We had Thanksgiving meals every every day, really. 
because we didn't eat out. We did not eat out at all. And it, that, that part was a little hard because of getting up and trying to get all that done and get ready and get out mm -hmm. the door. Right. 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 Yeah. Our son used to say later, not at that time, but he used to say everyone in the neighborhood knew where the Morgans were going on Sunday morning because <laughs> they could hear the horn, you know, <laughs> going, to, going to work. <laughs> so I... It, you're talking about these Thanksgiving meals all the time, and I just want to make sure Lauren's taking notes. <laughs> you do not let, have to cook if you're a woman, okay? Just because you're a bad let, cook. Should we let Dalton hear this? <laughs> no. Well, she was wonderful. It was important. It was important to me that uh, she stay home, take. Uh, care of the children in the home and and we did we we had uh, a cooked meal a wonderful meal it's a blessing every yeah. every day of the week but my problem and it was his problem too because it bothered him so much is i'm slow <laughs> i mean i'm slow i can't help it and i'm short i can't, I can't reach we've had disagreements over you can't hold that up <laughs> higher. And so, no, it's little things like that. But uh, anyway, well, you laugh about it later. We have a little, I'm slow too, Linda, but I am tall. But I don't know if that helps. <laughs> well, it does. I, I am fast and destructive. And she is slow and precise. So, <laughs> you, you go well together. We do. We do. So, so just hit on a little bit, uh, talk a little bit about, in general, some things, you know, for folks out there listening, young couples or older folks, what are some things that help just on, you know, on a, on a daily basis? What are some things that um, help you get to the point where you're at? I'm going to ask Linda for some cooking lessons. <laughs> I might come over and get some cooking That'll lessons. That'll be another episode. We, we'll have a whole episode on cooking with Linda. <laughs> Well, to me, it's very simple. It's the same advice I give to my children and my grandchildren uh, now is, uh, again, like I said, the, any tip I could give to anyone about marriage would be marry the one you love and love the one you marry. And I've also uh, set my grandchildren, every one of them so far, down and I said, I have watched, you know, your relationship with your spouse to be and i have decided that you shouldn't marry now that gets their attention doesn't it unless you enter into marriage with the understanding that divorce is not an option that if you don't intend to stay married then don't marry and uh, i don't bind what god doesn't bind uh, but I'm as anti-divorce as they come. God allows divorce for the innocent party in fornication. Uh, and, but here's my advice. Forgiveness is an option also. Uh, so, uh, you know, just don't enter, don't enter marriage if you're uh, not sure that you're going to stay married. And, and will there be fights? Whether it be blowing of horns and whatever, <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, I mean, you work through that because you know there's, you're, you're going to work through it. And communications. Uh, and that's, I've, I've been a miserable failure at that. I've run some pretty big operations uh, in the secular world. And I knew how important communications was, but didn't follow that through uh, at home. <clears throat> you need to... Uh, this, I'm a good one to be giving advice on this, but you need to talk less and listen more. And I think Stephen Covey, who was, uh, a lot of people are familiar with, was a great uh, secular educator and teacher. But he had a point, uh, seek first to understand and then be understood. And you listen to the other person and, and just talk things uh, out. Win-win relationships with uh, your spouse. Uh, you don't have to win all the time. It's not good to get away all the time. But it's good for you, good for me. Make decisions, big decisions by consensus. Good for you, good for me. Something I may not necessarily uh, want that, but I can live with it the same way here. 
it's just communicating. And, and another thing that I've learned over the years, too, is what you see and what you hear is almost never what you see and what you hear. And that's true in marriage. Because you see your spouse reacting a little bit differently than they have been. You say, it's all about me. You know, you turn it, you process that fragment of information very quickly and you turn it in when they say, well, it's all about me and I get mad. Or I hear a little bit of something and I put it together. Well, yeah, it's all about me. Here's the point. We just need to suspend our uh, actions. Most of the exercise, most exercise that people get is jumping to conclusions. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you'll suspend your judgments until such time as you can go ask a question and you realize it had nothing to do with me. And and that's almost always the case. What you see, what you hear, isn't what you see, what you hear. You just turn it inwardly and you you act on it emotionally and it causes problems. I didn't. I'm not. A, I have not been a good communicator. I'll admit to that over the years with uh, her. I uh, didn't seek to first understand and then be understood. But again, that's a credit, you know, to her patience, and she's taught me a lot. It's a great point. Yeah, those are all of that advice is foreign to the world. Yeah. I mean, it really is. You know, when you when you talk about divorce and like that's just not an option. That's so foreign to the world right now. There's a preacher that I like to listen to. Um, He did this whole marriage kind of seminar discussion and stuff. And his main point that stuck with me over and over was that don't look at it as you're entering a relationship. Don't look at it as you're entering, you know, just like something you can throw away. What you need to understand is it's it's a covenant. And, And if you understand that word... Mm-hmm. then you understand what marriage means. Right. Um, God has a covenant with His people. Christ has a covenant with His church. Like, that covenant meaning is that there do- it doesn't matter what happens. I'm sticking to this. Thick and thin, whatever it is. You know, when you stand up there and you say the marriage vows, I, I don't know that too many people truly get what they're saying when they say it. But if you reflect back on, like, you know, I'm going to be with you through sickness and in health, richer and poor. Like all, like that is a covenant. You're you're saying I, it doesn't matter what happens in this. It doesn't matter if you burn the food or make the food extremely good. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many times I upset you or you upset me. That at the end of the day, we're in this together. Um, wonderful points. Did the minister who married you? Did he? In your vows, did he say you're taking uh, Amanda for better or for worse? Or did they... yeah, yeah. My only point with that, she, uh, she said I married her for better or for worse. That I couldn't have done better and she couldn't have done worse. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got to have a little levity in, in oh, life sure. in, in marriage, too. kind of i guess on that same note um talking about struggle so it's funny because my mom like when me and kim got married my my mom looked at me and said now there's gonna be times when you feel like killing each other and i laughed you know because i'm always laughing but i but i but i laughed and she never cracked a smile and i and she said no i'm i'm serious if, if your dad wasn't so big and I couldn't hide the body, I would, she said, if he had smaller and I could hide the body, I would have killed him. So, and she never did. And I said, Dad, uh, watch your back. But Dad just laughed, so I guess he, he do. But anyway, her point was, you know, I think it was kind of like you were doing it, shocking you at first, <laughs> and to get a point across uh, that sure. you're going to work through these issues. Yeah. So, with you guys, so you know, if you, one of the struggles that you've gone through—not that you got to tell a struggle—but in in a in a struggle, what what is something that you've that you've done to help you get through that struggle uh, together? What is something you know for people listening that are going? A lot of people going through a lot of struggles. Um, what's something that they can do yeah. to to get through? <laughs> eat, eat. Lauren, <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, you gotta get on these cooking. Oh, oh, that's 
through the and get that trouble now, up Linda, that, that works for me, I guarantee. I mean, I like that, that advice. That, I, yeah. As I said, I, I can't really think of any serious struggles that we had. It was kind of an ongoing little struggle, if you would. But, right. But, uh, you know, I've had to... Um, had to repent uh, and to uh, ask for forgiveness or I'm say I'm sorry a lot <clears throat> because like I said I'm impulsive I mean I really am I can be just as calm and I like to treat everyone with respect but I want it in back right and if I don't get it I can go downhill pretty quick uh, right. but, but to me you know my mentality has always been you know slug it out fight uh, and then it's over with and, it's and, and then uh, I'd have to think about that well shouldn't have done that shouldn't have said that or whatever and I've I've had to say I'm sorry far too many times but right. uh, again I'm being repetitive but uh, I mean I just never have had a mentality and I can I think I can speak for her that uh, you know this wasn't going to work out all right you know it's just kind of a rough spot right. to, he's yeah. going to get over it she's going to get over it or whatever right but, uh, so, uh, so I, I think just just having that mindset from the begin from yeah. the get go, you know, if I, I guess for listeners and and for those who are thinking about marriage and and uh, early on, just know, hey, problems are coming, and having the mindset of we're we're gonna we're gonna tackle it to right. get together is important. You, you said saying I'm sorry and, and asking forgiveness, I think that's another big one. I think that's important, um, too, just that's, admitting when you're wrong. Because sometimes wrong. I don't want to admit that. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say I messed up, but you need to say you messed up. <laughs> like, if we both messed up, you know, it's hard to admit when you've done wrong. Yeah. But it's yeah. important to do that. It's, it's important. <laughs> you know, I, and I think that's it's powerful when, when you um, – I've seen that with, with guys at work – you know, if I come and say, hey, back then I didn't act like Christ, I think that makes more of a difference in in somebody, you know, that, that spreads the gospel more. And I, and I think it makes a big difference in marriage, too, not just with outsiders, but with our – if I say, hey, I was thinking about it. And yesterday, I'm I'm trying to act like Christ, and I'm not I'm not doing a very good job, and I want to do better. I think that that makes a huge difference if if we which constantly. is all about communication. It's all about communication. And sometimes actions. Yes. Well, a lot of an awful lot of times, actions speak louder than words. Amen. Amen. So true. So it takes communication and a lot of patience. That's a, that's an excellent point because we all have emotional bank accounts. That's right. Know, uh, and uh, it doesn't take. It just takes one action to bankrupt uh, someone's emotions. And her, her point was an excellent one there because I can be intense and be in your face and complaining about uh, things all along, and then finally uh, I say, I have seen the light. You know, mm-hmm. I am not going to do that anymore. doesn't mean a thing. That's just words. You, action. Yeah. you got to act upon that That's in right. order to... Uh, so show me you yeah. mean it. Don't tell me you mean it. Show right. me you mean it. Right. And we all have to change uh, right. from uh, time to time. Uh, we do. Well, oh, as man. we learn, as we learn, we need to change. I mean, yep. when we see we're not in the right and we're handling things wrong, that's all that's left is change. Amen. Yeah, I think that's something to do. You know, I've talked about in, in sermons or lessons that if we don't, if we look back a year on the timeline, if I look back a year ago and I'm the same person I was, then something's, you know, Aaron kind of hit on it today in the sermon. If you hadn't changed after your conversion, it might be an issue, right? So, but I think it's even after your conversion. As sure. you grow, it's a yes. process. Yes. So I, I think the older we're getting, the more years we've been married, it should get it should get better. Not that that's right. I, I think there's outside circumstances that can make it harder. Right. But you should get closer we, and, and you know. We every both year. were we both were confident from the very beginning that uh, we were gonna make it because we hadn't been married I don't know if you remember or not, but we hadn't been married more than a week. And I told her, I said, if you ever if you ever if you ever think about leaving me 
I said, just pack my suitcase right along with yours because I'm going with you. <laughs> you you'll never get rid of me. <laughs> Did I not? <laughs> so she said, all right, that's it. He's going to so, stop so we, me. <laughs> we, we, we knew it was going to work from the beginning. Amen. So what about, uh, talk a little bit about roles. So, you, you know, do, do, you, do you believe that there's certain roles that as a husband that you need to fulfill with, with Linda as a wife? Talk a little bit about that. I think so. I mean, I've always uh, felt what the Bible teaches. It's my responsibility, a man's responsibility to uh, provide for his family and be the head of uh the uh, family, uh, and uh, that was my role, and she has always been uh, submissive from the standpoint she uh, she never tried to take my role away from me. I'm sure she didn't always agree with uh, all the decisions that I made, and, and I probably didn't uh, include her in uh, enough of them, but uh, that was my role, is to provide for the family, and, and she was uh, very graciously sacrificed uh, herself to stay home. She raised the children, kept um, the home, and uh, she only worked uh, after the children were all uh, grown just to have you know something uh, to do. So I think the Bible roles uh, is uh, very specific and very good. You know, uh, she was always uh, the homemaker and did a marvelous job. You know, I'm, you know, I'm one of the mistakes that I probably made in my lifetime is uh, I always just work half the day job. Uh, somebody said half half a day. I said, yeah, from seven to seven, seven a.m. to seven p.m. Uh, I was always gone, either somewhere in the world or somewhere in the office, uh, but she was always uh, uh, there to take care of the home. And she raised the children, and uh, she did a marvelous job. That, uh, that is a huge blessing. And I, I, I think one of my preacher friends of mine told me one time, he said, you will never know how good a job we did with our children until we see our grandchildren. And uh, you look at her grandchildren, and uh, so she, she did a wonderful job as a homemaker Amen. and wife and now great mother, grandmother, great grandmother. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That that is a huge blessing. I've got uh, some good friends who are. I mean, they're they're close enough that we consider them family. But when we got married, they, uh, you know, when you first get married, everybody's giving you advice, right. you know, on what you should do. And some of it was, you know, don't go to bed angry at each other right. and stuff and things like that. But the one. Uh, she was like, I tell you what you do, never complain about Amanda's cooking or you're going to be doing the cooking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't really ever think about it until I noticed he's always cooking now. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, that role can change if you, <laughs> if you choose to complain about certain things. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing not to complain about, and this is wonderful advice to uh, to anyone. Do not talk about your spouse's side of the family. Now, she can talk about her yeah. mother, dad, sisters, no, or whatever. You better not. But I can't. And the same way, uh, she's not to talk about my side. Just like my dog. You know, I may not like my dog. I kick my dog, but you better not come and, uh, say anything about my dog or, or kick my dog. Boy, that is, that is so true. I, I think I, that's a really, actually good advice. So, because... No, no. I, you just get offensive. It's it's. Oh. This is my family. Like I can say it, but you better not chime in on it. We all we, we learned that lesson real quickly and real clearly. Yeah. Uh, don't talk about your spouse's good, side of the family. I, I think that's a good idea. So uh, so you're saying Dalton's talking about me? Is that what's going on? Is that <laughs> that's what's what I read here? Yeah. <laughs> oh man! No, you lost. <laughs> He doesn't talk about anybody, I, but I, I just think it's I good advice. I'm, to, I'm teasing. No, that is good. And I think another thing that that's important to add with in-laws and you know, you know, the Bible again. The plan is for you to become one. You're right. leaving mom and dad, right. and so often you have interference. I think I, I we've been blessed that with with. Kim's mom and dad and my mom and dad, they have given us advice when we wanted it, but have kind of backed it. This is your, you know, we don't, we, I think we kind of made that decision early on. We're not going to run to mom and dad and say, hey, 
you know, Kim's Kim did this or this. I I knew I wouldn't do that because they, mom and dad would probably whoop me if I <laughs> if I did that. Get it? They liked her better anyway. But so <laughs> I, they just take up for it. But we you can't do that. You got to work things out on on your own. Not that you can't get advice, if, if, especially if it's godly advice. But That's right. uh, you know the interference thing. I think that's important. We always told our children, uh, you know, before they married, that there's going to be times that are going to come up, you know, between we're going to try to stay out of your marriage because uh, the in-laws, you know, are great uh, prohibitors. Uh, they cause problems in marriage. But I said, we're going to stay out of your marriage, but uh, it'll still come up. But you need to understand that if it comes down between your wife and us, you know, you need to take your wife's you side right. and it's okay you know the, if if you get into a squabble and you need to come home uh for a visit come home but we're going to send you back <laughs> that's by right. nighttime yeah you're going to go back <laughs> because you know that's uh, something you have to work on and, and work through amen and one of my tips that none of my children have uh, taken, none of my grandchildren have taken so far, one of my most important tips was as quickly as you can move 500 miles away from both sides of the family <laughs> for, the first, for the first year or two. <laughs> and then you can come back. Go to the other side because of the country. My point yeah. is don't let in-laws uh, right. affect you. Yeah. And that, that I is, think that's that can, important. It can be a great problem. And I, ha- I think it helps uh, like young couples, I think it helps them grow together. It does. You know, you get, you need to go through some stuff and work it out on your own. I think it. And I think, I think it it's helps. important too on the like. I'm really close to my mother, so like if Dalton annoys me that day, to try not to like. I don't want my mom to have a tainted image of Dalton. I need to work on it with him. So I think it's important to work that out before you kind of pull yourself together before I call my mom and you'll never believe what Dalton just did because that looks bad, you know, but the one thing I've, I've taken away that. is that, uh, Dalton, we've learned a lot about Dalton today. <laughs> Cooking lessons. I love Dalton. Sorry, sorry, Dalton, you can't eat. Uh, no wonder you're losing weight. Uh, <laughs> I've tried really hard. Uh, one thing, one thing that I wanted because we talked a little bit before um you know before getting on here about um becoming a christian and we haven't touched on that yet and i'm i'm curious because larry you said you were 17 or no 10 when you were baptized but then 23 um again and but you all got married at 17 and then linda you weren't a christian um but grew up in a a baptist church correct yeah um what you know did larry's talked a lot about prodding and different stuff like did he prod you and stuff to eventually be become (laughs) what what was that whole process in your all's marriage because god i mean just you know you are such a great example of a godly couple and i know at some point that had to start um what, what what was that process well i tell you it was really hard at first because we went to a meeting that was held at church where he was a member, and the man said all sorts, the preacher said all sorts of things about other religions, and the Baptist, and what then he would say there's no such animal in the Bible, and on and on, and it, it was a big turnoff. Mm-hmm. When Amen. you hear ugly stuff like that, even if it isn't a church building, it is a turnoff. And it Amen. very much was for me. So it just took years. And, and then on the end, there was prodding. And that's not good because then you think the rest of your life, did I do it because I wanted to or because I was pushed into it? And you hate having that feeling. And uh, so I'll tell you all, I have been baptized three times. For me, it is hard. Amen. And I know, and I know I'm at the right place and all, but I have heard so much negative that I understood. I understand when people say they think that they can't get to heaven, because that's what I have thought all of my life. There's no way after listening, and I know part of that is me. I'm hearing it, 
But I know I'm not the only one that's that way. And the psychologist wow. that we were connected to said he treated more women that were members of the Church of Christ than any other religion. Wow. That's crazy. You know, that's that makes a, you think, too. Yeah. I, you know, I've had discussions with my mom a lot about she, she's had similar struggles with feeling that, that you know, um, not not going to get there, not going to make it. not And uh, I think there's a lot, I, like you said, that you're not alone <clears throat> for sure. We just don't talk about it, and we feel ashamed to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, and you shouldn't be. Yeah. That's, I think that's a great thing. Since we've been doing this podcast, people's talked a lot about things that they no- normally wouldn't and opened up things. And, and we, we started the podcast with Lauren talking. That's why we did the first one before we came here years ago was Lauren's OCD, you know, anxiety disorder. You would not believe the amount of people that, that come to Lauren and said, I just really appreciate you. Cause I didn't feel like, you know, well, you don't feel like you can talk. You don't feel like you can talk about it and you don't feel like, especially with the church, which is a shame because that's the place you shouldn't be able to talk about anything. Yes. If you're having doubts or, or fear, cause we all have them. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's the place where we ought to be able to, let it all, let that all out, and let each other know that we're um, in this together. And uh, and I, I get so sad I, when I talk to my mom. It, it's tough because I because I think that's one of the best things is having a peace. Yes. Um, yep. and, and it's I think we all struggle with well, that. Well, the, the truth, uh, the Church of Christ has done a really poor job by overall. Uh, from a standpoint of being self-righteous and sanctimonious uh, mm-hmm. and uh, about, uh, I'd say, making judgments uh, for God. I got, you know, I've, I've done a number of funerals. I never did want to do one, but got in it uh, and never could get out mm-hmm. of it. And, uh, but I can say I've, I've done, I don't know, 15 or 20 funerals, uh, and uh, I've never placed anybody in heaven or in hell. Uh, that's just above my my pay grade. I mean, I talk about uh, what a, uh, the person's life that I knew, yeah, right. but I leave it uh, to God, and I believe uh, I believe we're at the right place. I mean, uh, this is a place for battered sheep, uh, and uh, we're I believe in the grace of God. You know, we were taught. I was taught all of my life, raised in the church. I've been mainstream, ultra conservative, and uh, all all spectrums. Uh, but we've basically been taught uh, salvation was uh, a matter of uh, timing. You know, uh, you got to die at the right time perfectly, and salvation is like a frog hopping in and out of grace. You know, mm-hmm. but you know when you rightly divide uh, the scripture, uh, as Aaron has had great lessons on uh, grace. Uh, it's all by the grace of God. And yes, I'm to be a slave to righteousness. I am to do everything I possibly can every second of every minute of every day, but yet I will die in sin. Uh, and I will, I won't have many sins to confess because I pray morning and night, but there will be sin in my life and I will confess those sins before Christ and He's going to say, guilty. Saved by grace. Amen. 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 So we have done a we have done a poor job uh, of making people feel helpless and hopeless. Sure. Uh, and uh, that's not the it's not the God that I know. I, I used to serve a God that I thought that had a little uh, check board, you know, and said, got him. Yeah. Got him again. <laughs> but I've come to understand and know I serve uh, a God who has an undying love uh, for me. And he's given every opportunity. And when he sees me or hears my thoughts or sees my sin, uh, he's uh, disappointed uh, that I hadn't got it right yet. But uh, I'm given opportunity to get it right. Tying this in with, with the whole marriage deal what we're talking about you know that and i think north point is we we need to be a place where people know you know because there's some big mess ups in in marriage and, and it should be a place where it doesn't matter 
what you messed up as long as you're heading in the right direction and we're gonna and we're and we're with you yeah. uh so I, I i agree with you i i love you know i've talked about the last episode about uh what a special place north point is and why um you know this whole show is about faith through the fire and going through problems there's a lot of issues in marriage that come up and we need to be a place where you can hey we can work on it together you don't have to be ashamed or or uh you know beat yourself up for your the rest of your life you can come here and and we we've all messed up we can we can get right together i can tell you how much i love this uh lady i believe uh that uh in uh, in heaven to come uh there'll be one marriage i do understand that we'll be married to christ the church Amen. we're the bride of christ that's right but I do believe the Scripture teaches we'll have relationships, that we'll have relationships with each other, and I'm going to seek her out, and I'm going to find her again. Linda, you brought up a, an interesting point just a few minutes ago um, that I, I think is really important that we have uh, people out there listening to understand it's okay. You brought up um, talking to a um, psychologist, um, we go through struggles in life, and sometimes we want to bottle that up, and we don't want to seek other help and stuff. We had a ma marriage counselor on on one of our episodes um, early on, and and he made outstanding points, um, you know, as far as marriage and stuff. Uh, and I know I've I've known of numerous people that have went to marriage counseling. And, um, how much would you say that has impacted your life as far as like maybe overcoming things that you were going through or if it was marriage related or whatever? Well, it helps to get someone that is not emotionally connected to talk to. It helps you to work it out in your they help you they help me to work it out in my mind. And I think I think that's important because life is short. We need to get as much out of it as we can to the glory of God. Amen. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's important that there's not an emotional, his kinfolks, my kinfolks. They're helping me to work it out in my mind. Amen. Good point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah, I think we, we talked about that. You know, I think God, you know, we pray to God for help or, mm -hmm. or whatever, and then, like like Stephen said, some people say, "Well, just pray more." Or have, <laughs> well, God gives certain people. You talk like Kurt Montooth, that's mm -hmm. the minister to Holly Hill, and I'm planning on having him on again. Did you, he talked about suicide and different mental illnesses and stuff? But he he actually is is more of a marriage family counselor. God puts gives people gifts. Yes, He gives them the intelligence and and the schooling and the education to do that why not use that right <laughs> and sometimes it might need somebody may need medicine somebody may so we we've talked about that a lot i, I think it's important that we I do. people don't it's it's not a lack of faith or or, or uh you know well a lady talked to me and she was talking about her struggles and she felt so bad that she had to take medicine and I said, yes, but who who did the medicine really come from? That's right. God gives right. people knowledge. Amen. Is there a specific passage in the Bible or verse that comes to mind when you think about marriage? Just any particular favorite? or Malachi 2.16, God hates putting away. Uh, Matthew 5.31 and 32, God says uh, uh, to not uh, put away. Uh, that if you do, you cause the other one, save it for fornication. If you put someone away outside of fornication, then you're causing them to commit adultery. It's like I told a preacher friend of mine one time, quit talking uh, about uh, divorce and the exceptions and the what if so much and preach on staying married. <laughs> then you don't have to Great worry point. about the truth. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, we're, we're going to close it up. Linda and Larry, thank you so much. We appreciate you. It is a, a huge blessing and a huge honor to have you guys with us here at North Point. It's, it's a huge blessing and honor to have a married couple that's been married for 58 years, 
how many weeks? <laughs> Fifty-seven years. Larry had it down Ten to months. the day. He Ten does. months, three weeks, three days. There you go. <laughs> and and I hope all of our young folks listen to this, and I hope they are seeking you guys out in in person. And I, like Linda said, I know I've I probably ate at the house and experienced some <laughs> of that. I, Linda, I've ate so many houses that uh, I get it's all a blur from when I was a kid. If anybody's interested on the cooking lessons, I'll get some information for you. <laughs> But uh, I, our family knows y'all for way back, and, and y'all are great folks. And just, just thank you for well, loving on all of us here at North Point. We do, <laughs> yeah, I truly I, do. Yeah, and, and this is all about truth. I mean, I've been in the church all my life, uh, and uh, the last several years, uh, I went to worship. Uh, and punched the clock because I knew I needed to be there. Um, but this is the best uh, change that could ever made because now, instead of uh, punching the clock and dreading, uh, we can't wait. Yeah. Can Amen. I wait? Me too. Amen. To get that's that's and, awesome. And that's that's a tribute uh, to uh, the leadership and people. not just the not just the leadership, but the people. Amen. As I said, uh, I. There's not a person here that I, I don't like. I mean, I be honest. I I, I don't can't say that I dislike and and uh, people where I have worshipped over the years. But you know, you have a tendency to like some better than others, right. and, and maybe we do here. I don't know, but we we just can't make a difference. It's it's just a wonderful group of people uh, who truly do love God and love each other. Amen. Amen. And everybody's for everybody. Yeah. You know, I I want you all to go to heaven as much as I want to go to heaven. And that makes a difference. I see the biggest change in her because, you know, she's by nature quiet. uh, Right. But uh, everywhere we go, the supermarket or wherever, she tells everybody about church and invites them uh, to church. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. And one guy said, well, do you all, uh, I'm a sinner, would you all allow sinners in there? We said, it's a requirement. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good. I like it. It's a requirement. And where we had been, I wouldn't dare ask anybody to come. Yeah. I mean, and, you and don't then have we to had people right. that <laughs> right. we had people that did ask people, mm-hmm. and then they got up and left during services. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So well, I didn't want a... somebody to be offended right. as soon as they got there. Yeah, yeah, we're all thankful for this place for sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank y'all so much for the time and, and everything you do, and uh, we appreciate you. And know you're gonna. Well, thanks for the opportunity have... to let us tell our story. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. All right. And if Look... you need more information, we're still available. <laughs> that's, that's right. Or, or cooking lessons. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Signed up for all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Marriage counseling. <laughs> If you're out there and you're going through a fire, our prayer for you is that you have the attitude of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who said our God can deliver us from this fiery furnace, but even if he doesn't, we will still serve him and him only. Thank you for listening to Faith Through the Fire.